Caregivers, have you ever felt like nothing? I mean, nothing is going right. Well, cheer up and welcome to Dave the Caregiver's Caregiver Radio Program, where you'll learn how to avoid that dreaded thing called caregiver burnout and how to survive the grief process. You know, with roughly 100 million caregivers in the U.S. and Canada alone, that's about a third of the population. That means that everyone probably knows someone caring for a loved one. Join Dave and his guests now and every Wednesday at noon Pacific time as they discuss avoiding caregiver burnout and surviving grief. So find a comfortable place to relax, kick up your feet, and prepare to feel better and to receive practical tips and tools that you can start using immediately to get you through today and every day so you can survive your tomorrows. But not just survive, but to live life fully and abundantly. Yes, you heard me right. That is a possible goal to achieve. And now, here's your host, Dave Nassani. From Los Angeles, a big LA, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver, coming to you live globally through the world-famous Blog Talk Radio, as well as seven other audio and video platforms, including YouTube and iTunes, where all our recorded podcasts and videocasts are saved for your later on-demand listening pleasure, including, of course, our website, caregiverscaregiver.com. That's caregivers with an S, caregiver without an S, dot com, because I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver. You see, there's a logic to that. Now, our goal here is to do our very best to help you avoid that dreaded thing called caregiver burnout. Now, we have an exciting show planned for you today. We will be interviewing Camille Superson, author of Essential Resource Guide for Caregivers, showing you how to save time and money by finding important, hard-to-find free resources. And this is Camille's third visit here. And I can honestly say I can't remember ever having a guest back three times in the four years I've been doing this show. So stay tuned. This is a very special lady, and you will not want to miss this show. And as I said, I'm your host, Dave Nassani, and this show is to caregivers of every single kind. And the one thing we know about caregivers is that they are caring and selfless and sacrificial souls, but they have this tiny little problem. You see, they're very prone to burnout because <laughs> they put everyone else's needs above their own. And for some reason, 30% of caregivers actually die before their loved ones do. And the ones that don't die, you know, the other 60%, well, they just become quite often sicker than their loved ones, eventually needing a caregiver of their own. That doesn't sound good, does it? That means there's only 10% of us caregivers out there that are healthy. And I'll say I'm one of them, but I wasn't always. So you too can be healthy. And remember, the airlines tell us in the event of an emergency, put your oxygen mask on first before you help your loved one with their mask. <laughs> I know it sounds selfish, but my gosh, they know that if you don't put your needs first, you're going to black out and then everybody goes down. And I like to say, just imagine the plane's going down, everyone's screaming, the, the wings are on fire, and you hear your your loved one going, ah, I don't even know, I'm Dave the caregiver, if I would put my needs first or help my loved one with their mask. So, you know, we're just not wired that way. So the point is, caregivers are the same way. We've got to take care of us first or we're going down and we're taking everybody with us. <laughs> Now, we also talk about grief and loss here and the devastating effects it has on us. Anytime we suffer a loss, we go through grief, a grief process. It could take days or weeks or months or years. I know people who are still going through it. It's been 20 years. Some people never get over it. And we don't want you to be that person. So unfortunately, there's only one way out of the grief process, and that's to go through it. Can't go around it, over it, or under it. Sorry, got to go through it. So hopefully, if you feel like you're kind of stuck in your grief, I think we can help you. And I do want to thank my last week's guests. There were two of them from Hawaii. 
caregiver and hospice volunteer Ada Mark and her friend Wendy Oshiro, former caregiver, just telling about things she learned and what she would have done differently. Great show. And you can listen to that show and all of our shows right on our website, caregiverscaregiver.com. And just an update on me, I've just completed my 20th television appearance, scheduled my sixth book signing, and I've been asked to speak at four events all in Hawaii, and no one is more humble than me. <laughs> so thank God and thank all of you for your support. But enough of me, a very big welcome now to my wonderful guests and my beautiful guests, Camille Superson. Welcome to the show, Camille, and thanks so much for agreeing again to this interview. I'm so excited to have you on. You know, well, anyone you so who asks me, me, yeah, anyone who asks me on my show, you know, they want to save money or they're asking me, you know, can I qualify for Medicare or Medicaid or government assistance or VA assistance? I always show your book, which I have, you know, with me usually. Uh, it's it's temporarily misplaced right now because I keep showing it to people. I'll I show it I to it. you. Oh, good, good. So why don't you take a minute or two and introduce yourself to my guests and say... Who is Camille Superson and why was she put on this planet? Well, I don't know why I was put on this planet, but it sure is directing me to a place that I never thought I would go to. I started <laughs> off professionally. I'm sure you felt the same way, Dave, right? Um, yep. I started, I started my professional career in both hospital and retail pharmacy. And then after quite a few years doing that, I morphed into a more holistic role and I became a chiropractor and I mm. owned the one of the first holistic comprehensive clinics in the Chicago area for almost 20 years and then wow. life drastically changed in a heartbeat when my mother had a stroke and my new role was to become her caregiver which then later morphed into becoming a caregiver for both my parents because my father subsequently became ill and I cared for both of them for almost a decade. Bless you. You have the caregiver's heart, don't you? Well, sometimes <laughs> you're put in a position and you go, wow. And I think we all start off at the same place with that same wow feeling at the very beginning, never thinking we would ever be in this role. Yeah, and we don't know how we're going to respond to things. You know, people say, well, what would you do in my situation? You know, I don't know until you're in that situation because I may be a different person than I am now when that happens, or uh, I just may see life uh, with a different perspective when that happens. You know, you just can't predict it. And that's why I, I say, you know, with my book, uh, it's, it's my life to reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no. I mean, you're either going to become a caregiver, you're going to need a caregiver, or you are a caregiver. There's no escaping caregiving. So now is the time to learn how to be a caregiver before mm -hmm. tragedy strikes and your loved one becomes disabled. You don't have time to scratch your head. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, that's the best <laughs> advice you can give any caregiver out there and any person out there because everybody at this moment in time, they can turn around and everybody knows somebody who's a caregiver. That's right. That's One right. day, it's going to hit your own personal family. Maybe not now. They should now, put it in high school. You know, teach us, teach us how to be a caregiver right along with home economics. You know, how to grill a chill, grilled cheese sandwich, how to be a caregiver. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I just found out the statistic. There are 10,000 seniors every day turning 65. Every day. Oh, my gosh. Every day. 
So this is not going away anytime soon. And that does not even account for people like your wife, my mother, that had a stroke. It had nothing to do with being older. It was, they just had a stroke. One day they were fine and the next minute they weren't. That's a great statistic. I wonder how many caregivers are added to the roles every day, or should I say, how many caregivers are being lost to the roles every day. So the people who need care are increasing, the caregivers are dwindling. You know, I think I came across another statistic too that I was really surprised at because I didn't think it was coming up so soon. I think the year 2020 is going to be the very first time in history that on a global scale, people over the age of 65 are gonna be over the 50 percentile mark in the world. That's pretty awesome. Wow, that's never happened before, right? Never happened before. Yeah, because people used to, you know, die at 30 or 40 because, you know, an animal would kill them or they just get a uh, sunstroke from doing the farming. But now we're just living longer and longer and longer. And even Social Security is in trouble because uh, not enough people. I mean, when it was created in the 40s, there was an abundance of people putting into the system and, and a smaller percentage of people taking it out. Now it's just reversed. And it can't support itself. And um, I fear that caregiving can't support itself either. And it's a, an epidemic. And I don't know what the answer is. But uh, I'm and I'm going to be on the wrong end of it. I'm going to be on the end where I need. Now, I do have um, uh, insurance, the long care insurance. And I hope it works. I hope it stays affordable. And I hope uh, it does what they said it was going to do. <laughs> if I ever, God forbid, need it. Well, let's talk about money and how to get it and who's giving it out. <laughs> what, so many different organizations, and it's not only government, it's not only VA, it's, it's private too, right? Yes, and I think most of the people don't even know so many untapped resources. I mean, you mentioned the government. Even the government, even though they are supposed to tell us, what we are entitled to or what our loved one is entitled to, I promise you they don't. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it's out of sheer ignorance. And I think some of that is true. Or if some cases, as in the VA, where they simply don't inform you on purpose. And you had mentioned being a caregiver. I was in a situation just this past summer and I was caring for a loved one in Chicago. And I knew what resources were available for her. And I know that I had asked for a specific resource and the visiting nurse said, her insurance doesn't cover it. And I said, I know, mm. but, and I mentioned the program, I go, but this program does. And she was in shock. She had no clue what I was even talking about. So I'm not sure if, if information is deliberately being withheld, because I think this is important for the audience to know. I know there were class action suits against the VA that they have won, and that's also in the book, who to contact, et cetera, where they did not, the veterans did not receive the information they were entitled to or their spouses. And they had settled for several, several billions of dollars in back um, bonuses and um, what do you call that? Uh, Retroactive. Uh, yes, right. Uh, pay that they were entitled yeah. to. So that's pretty. That's pretty disheartening. 
on the positive side, though, I want to add something. I was reading that President Trump was, he had just signed, I believe it was the 15th of January, he signed a bill to help the government, no, to help caregivers more access to the government oh. programs that were available. Furthermore, if you listen to the State of the Union, I think it was, he also addressed the family, uh, paid family caregiver act yeah, and national, I, national. I, national on a global scale, which has not passed. It has been on the books for years, years. And um, do you want me to just include right now some of the states that have it available? Yeah, you know, I just came from Hawaii, and from what I understand, Hawaii is the only state in the union who passed uh, the, they call it the kapuna, which is a Hawaiian word for family and seniors and, and you know, loved ones, and, and it's called the Kapuna Family Care Act, and it actually will give uh, a caregiver who, who's, who's working full-time caring for their loved one and even has a job working full-time, they'll give them $1,500 a month. And when you do the math, there only 32 people can qualify because of the, you know, the lump sum that they approve, but they're hoping to approve more. But the point is they passed it and it's a real law and it's real money. And hopefully others will follow suit. Absolutely. So what were you going to say? I was going to say since the federal um, paid family leave act has not passed, some states have taken upon themselves to do their own due diligence to help the caregivers. And California is one of them. California, where you live, fortunately, is one of them. And the initial three were Rhode Island and New Jersey. And then Washington, D.C. got passed in 2016. And 2018, New York just passed their own paid Family Leave Act. The goal is to get 12 weeks of paid vacation time, not vacation times, paid leave to care for a loved one or yourself if you were ill or something of that nature that's totally different from vacation pay or sick time. And it would be a percentage of what your normal pay would be, but it would like be it for be up like to 12 weeks. percent perhaps or whatever. It's it sometimes more than that. If you look, I, I put the statistics actually all in the book for those that have already approved it. Um, of course you did. <laughs> well, it, it is partial. They're doing, they try to do their due diligence to help the family caregiver. It's not the full 12 weeks, but it is something. And it's something it's that they didn't have before. It is a start. It is a start. Yeah. And when I heard that President Trump was really pushing to have it passed, on a government national scale that made me mm. really, really happy because it's been just cool. laying there and laying there for years and nobody has pushed it through. Yeah, well, that's one reason I'm going out doing what I'm doing, appearing on 20 morning shows. I want to raise awareness that caregivers are dying. 30% mm -hmm. of them are dead. So just, you know, take a population of, of Los Angeles. I mean, I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's 2 million people, maybe it's 10 million people. Just do the math. 30% of those uh, are caregivers, roughly. And another 30% right. of that 30% are just going to die. And they may be the, right. the person across the street, your neighbors, you know, when you put it in, 
in real terms like that, it's just kind of, oh my gosh, because you're, you're right. Everybody knows somebody caring for somebody. Everybody knows a caregiver, just like everybody knows someone who's dealing with cancer. Everyone knows a caregiver, I guarantee it. Exactly. And you know, something on, a, on another aside to that with caregivers dying, I don't know if you have been abreast with some of the opiate addictions in the state mm. that they're, you know, they're trying to pass laws against certain things. And the irony of all of that is that they will approve, they meaning the powers that be, will approve your prescriptions if you are, if they're opiates or uh, control drugs, which is interesting to me. But yet other pain relievers that are not addictive, that are much, much cheaper, they won't even include in your insurance policy or they won't pay for. But the interesting fact that I just found out too, how many people that are being cared for, I don't care if it's a vet that suffered wounds from the war or uh, somebody who has a chronic illness that need pain meds. So, so many of these people get addicted and interestingly enough, because the caregiver has neglected themselves so often in terms of the whole health area, whether it be their diet or exercise or going to the doctor, or following through on their medicines, whatever that is, many of these caregivers also become addicted to these opiates. And I thought that was a very sad, sad tale. And I don't know how yeah. you feel about it, but I think, and I know that President Trump mentioned that also in the State yeah. of the Union. And I think that is so important to address immediately because, I mean, the, the insurance companies just won't pay for other alternatives, which is so okay. bizarre to me. So yeah. I'm sure you can feel that as well. Yeah, love or hate Trump, he's doing stuff. In fact, uh, I heard that he did more in the last 12 months than any president in history. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, I care more about what someone does than what somebody says because, right. you know, I, I just too. wish he wouldn't say so much. <laughs> I do too. But um, back to your book, you know, you, you talk about so many great things like what programs and services are available to people, where to get the cash from, who offers right. what, including the VA, and mm -hmm. like uh, other savings like food, very important savings. Right. Uh, people, right. uh, I always hear, I'm trying to put food on the table, I'm trying to, you know, have the refrigerator. Uh, have enough food for us to eat. Uh, people who are caregivers and elderly, you know, because there's caregivers taking care of caregivers. <laughs> it's just like they need a exactly. caregiver themselves because they're both exactly. sick. Uh, and eyeglasses, prescriptions, receipts, uh, or respite rather, and clothing and t property taxes. And then being organized, you know, do you know where all the important papers are, uh, where the important contacts are? clothing and toiletries, small items. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Your book is like an encyclopedia. So let's- And people, start. yeah, and people don't realize that all this, they use it every day. And, but they just don't know mm. that they can get it for free. And if not free, it's pretty darn near free, Peanuts. I would yeah. say. Yeah. 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 Well, I thank you so much for the hours and hours, uh, I should say days and weeks and years that you put into this years. book, just researching it. So let's start with the VA. Um, what are some popular programs? And uh, this can be the spouse, uh, the deceased spouse of a uh, veteran, right? Is right. eligible for certain things if, if they're a caregiver, like what? 
Yes. Well, they have certain programs that, that, that the spouse is entitled to in general, it, you know, whether it's part of their pension or part of other things like that. But more than that, um, while, while the person is alive, still alive, and some of the cash programs, and, and I'm going to segregate them and put them in different piles. There is a program, an, an umbrella program called cash and counseling. And that in and of itself has four different ways that a person can get paid to care for a loved one. And it's generally the role of a child to a parent, even though there's, yeah. there's yeah. more than that uh, involved. But to make it simple. The beauty of the uh, veterans uh, program is that automatically a wife or a husband can get paid to care for their spouse, which is often not the case in some of the other programs that are available. So, mm -hmm. and on top of that, there is an allowance every year of so much time off that these people can get time off can get the free respite care that comes in and the person is taken care of around the clock without a hiccup. I mean, it's just smoothly, you know, it goes around where a person can take some time off and just recuperate and breathe. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. The most, so listen, uh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, we're about due for a break. So let's take a quick break and then we'll get back to this because we've got so much to cover. So we will be right back. Don't go away. Anytime we suffer loss, we grieve. And a lot of people don't realize what even the grief process is. But it could be five to seven steps ranging from denial. I don't believe this is happening. Anger. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset this is happening to a form of bargaining, how can I get out of this? To depression, which is a very serious thing because that often leads to suicide. And then finally, finally, after you realize you have no more control over your situation and you're totally okay with the new normal that it brings, that wonderful, wonderful place called acceptance. Being a caregiver takes a special person with passion and compassion. But even you can become a little burned out from time to time. The Caregiver's Caregiver Radio Show was developed to help you overcome obstacles, adversity, and burnout, as well as just having a place to rest, relax, and recharge your batteries. We've all been there, and you're not alone. Now, you can take The Caregiver's Caregiver with you. Get the top 25 radio shows in convenient form that plugs right into your USB car stereo or computer. Learn the techniques, tips, and encouragement we all need to better handle the day-to-day -day challenges. For around a dollar per show, just $29.77, get the credit card-sized USB card to have with you anytime you need a caregiver's pick-me-up. Just go to DaveTheCaregiversCaregiver.com and order yours today. Go to DaveTheCaregiversCaregiver.com now. Consider it an investment in you, and ultimately, an investment in them. And we're back. So let's get back to you and what you do and uh, how you help people and how you can get them to save on money. Let's talk about food because we mentioned that briefly. How can somebody 
save on their food bill because food right up with medical insurance mm. is just going through the roof it seems like absolutely in fact i was checking all the food prices when i was at the grocery store this last week and i'm astounded i don't eat beef or pork and it's just a personal choice and i was just looking at the prices and i was going how can a family even afford to eat you know i'm serious <laughs> but on the on the bright side i want your listeners to know that there is an alternative to that and there are so many food i don't want to even call them food shelters or food pantries because they're not necessarily any of that they are so much more encompassing even though there are food pantries and food shelters that are free and when i say free i mean free that means you don't have to qualify by age you don't have to qualify by income or anything of that nature you do have to qualify to live in the state or to live in the county but that's about it and there are so many available to people in fact just an aside to share with your listeners as well when i was doing research for the book i just went to the local community center and i just asked i said is there do you have any food free food, pantries, whatever in this area. And I was given four pages, pages mm, of a wow. list of food pantry. Well, I don't want to call them food pantries, you know, food opportunities for people. Yeah. Yeah. And they were within a five to seven mile radius. That doesn't even include the whole county or the whole state. And wow. it's pretty amazing. So there is so much food available that, that they literally throw into the landfills if people don't use them, especially things like produce, but there are still so much food that's being thrown away. So I want to give a little tip to your listeners too, so they can look right now, even before they purchase the book. It's called foodpantries.org. Just go to foodpantries.org and you can literally, that's just one of multiple places that I list in the book where you can go and try to um, find your county, find your state, and the list of the food banks available in your area. And there's far more that are included there, just so your listeners know. That's the whole country, that list? The whole country. The whole country. Wow. The, the book, the entire book is geared to bring everything right to your doorstep no matter where you live in the so United States. You can save literally thousands and thousands of dollars just on that tip alone. Right, thank, right. Thank you, wow. Yeah, yeah. So what uh, else is the big expense that people need to try well, to save money uh, on? I wanna share something that just happened. It literally just mm -hmm. happened. I had someone purchase the book and she had a mother that she was caregiving for and she, purchased the book and she gave me feedback and I just asked her so I said did you use anything you know so far in the book uh, and what did you find most helpful and she told me she said within days after she received the book her brother-in-law died and she said the information in the book about saving money on funerals and all the funeral expenses she said was a gift from heaven for her and she said it was so amazing and the timing was so perfect. I know it, it's a horrible thing to happen to a family, but it did happen. And she thanked me and thanked me because we're talking about saving 
thousands of dollars just on the funeral costs, thousands of dollars. And I emphasize that in the book, all the different ways, how to do it, what to say, everything of that nature. And she said she looked through there and she said she's definitely going to check out the homemaker, you know, where a homemaker comes in and helps her mother. And that's all free too, through the government or through, yes, it's through government agencies, local agencies, it could be the state and it could also be volunteers. It's multiple places that you can get a homemaker come in and help as long as it's not medical, not medical, meaning, you know, doing errands, going to the store, cleaning your house, you know, something of that nature where it's, you know, being a, a, a companion you know, a variety of places that are listed. So, and that was just, just recently. So yeah, it's the, the amount that you can save is unbelievable. Okay. And most people don't know that. I sure didn't know it when my parents died and I could have saved so much money. How about prescriptions? Prescriptions. That's a biggie. Very biggie. And um, there's three ways that you can get the prescriptions discounted. Number one is free. Free is always good, right? (laughs) The other way is um, if you have generics and people don't realize that when they have insurance, they think that their deductible is the cheapest price, whatever it is. And more often than not, when it comes to a generic, they can go to many, many different pharmacies, especially the bigger ones, you know, like uh, Walmart and, and Target and, you know, Sam's Club and Costco and, you know, that whole list. And they can often get the prescriptions, the generics cheaper by paying cash. Wow. So people don't know that. And they end up overpaying for generic drugs even. And the third way is through prescription cards. So going back to free, because free is always good. There are so many places that you can obtain free drugs and directly from the um, manufacturer is one way. The traditional way is people would have to go to their doctor. The doctor would have to contact the the pharmacy uh, manufacturing company. They would have to get approval. There's all this red tape involved. I took that all away. And basically you go to the prescription section and I direct you what to do. You go to the different areas, you click on the links and you type in the links and you literally follow the directions. And you'll know right immediately if you qualify, if your drug is on the list, what your qualifications are, who you have to contact, et cetera, et cetera. And people think that they have to be paupers. They have to have like almost no income in order to qualify for some of these things, some of these free drugs. And I also list um, um, Johnson and Johnson and some other places where you can obtain a handful of different brand name drugs or some generics too, but a lot of the brand name drugs that are so costly and you don't have to be a pauper. Like I said, you, you can have an average income of a family. And again, everything is different because I don't know what your personal um, prescriptions are for your family. And most importantly, something else to tell you, okay, let me go to the prescription cards. All right. So that's the freebie part because there's all different ways to do that. For the prescription cards, many of the prescription cards are far cheaper than your 
deductible or your insurance or anything yeah, else for that yeah. matter. And some of the prescription cards, not all, but some of them you can use in tandem with your insurance card for even a further mm -hmm. discount. And if you have pets, many of the prescription cards will even pay for prescription drugs for your really, pets, really? providing that the prescription drugs are the same drugs that a human would use. And as a prime example, to show you how much I saved, my dog was on tramadol and tramadol is a pain medicine. The cheapest medicine I found cash for her was $29 in something a month. And that was through the cheapest place I could find all the way up to almost 70 or $80. Okay, that's a cash price. Yeah. So I remember when I was doing edits for the book, I was going through there and I came across this and I completely forgot about this. <laughs> so I said, hmm, I wonder if this is covered. The long and short of it without going into all the details, I got that same drug for my dog for $8.34. And that saved oh. just on my dog, that saved over $250 a year. So there's goodies for everybody in there. That is amazing. So tell us, how about um, private companies? Do they ever get involved in this? Private companies as in what? Are you talking about drug companies? No, uh, we're moving on to like um, when you have, uh, I know there's uh, local governments, there's county, there's state, there's federal. But I was told mm -hmm. that sometimes uh, a company like AT&T or, or Coca-Cola will get behind um, giving some kind of funds for something. Uh, am, did I hear right or did I hear wrong or does it depend yes. on... You know it, it what depends. your it, to, it totally it, depends. If for example, if it's wants, a diaper company, you know maybe they are involved in in reaching out and and giving diapers to uh, adult dementia people who who are needy or something like that. It just depends on the specific company. Well, I know that sometimes that's true, and I know that they come and go. What I found mm. is companies that used to supply things and things being um you would buy a product mm -hmm. let's call it ensure or like you said diapers or whatever toothpaste i don't know they would have <clears throat> something like a reimbursement um, policy where you would turn in your receipts and they would burst and reimburse you a part of it those companies seem to come and go so i i didn't see anything really stable long term but what I did find is there's many organizations and there are many grants and yeah, grants a lot of times in, in private organizations that just give huge amounts of money for a cause. Mm -hmm. And anyone can go right to the website, stressfreecaregiver.com. And in the right hand oh. corner, there is a download button and it's free. It's perfectly free. You don't have to buy anything. And you can download all the resources that are that provide free respite care for your loved one. And yeah, when you yeah. print it out, you will see that several of those resources are huge organizations and they earmark the money for helping caregivers. And they sometimes break yeah. it down very specifically on how they want that money allocated 
to help the caregiver. But there's a strong emphasis with many of those private businesses, and they're usually businesses or their trusts, their personal family trusts that donate this money to help help us wow. all, you know, help help us as in caregivers. Now, a lot of people ask me, uh, how difficult is it to get approved for Medicaid? Um, some people are saying it's actually getting easier to get approved for that because once you get approved for Medicaid, then you can be approved for things like uh, the assisted living waiver program because Medicaid uh, doesn't normally pay for long-term care or um, uh, an assisted living, but there's a pilot program that is in its second round and it's just simply called the assisted living waiver program, but you have to be um, uh, you know, on Medicaid and Medicare and they take your Medicare check and then they pay the difference. I know my mother was getting uh, a $3,500 uh, stay at an assisted living place, one of the finest in the country. And they were just taking her check and paying the difference. And it was awesome. Well, so what how, do you get approved for, how do you get approved for Medicaid? Medicaid still straight Medicaid. No, we're talking straight Medicaid because there's many yeah. different facets of Medicaid. Straight Medicaid, you still follow very stringent rules. It's not that flexible. You have to have an income below a certain amount and assets below a certain amount, period. So many of the people who could... Most, most of them do, actually, because you know, they're being cared for. And uh, once they you know, start getting into dementia and Alzheimer's, then their loved one has already taken over their finances because they can't pay their bills anymore. Maybe they put the house in their name, et cetera. So a lot of people may have already done the background uh, preparation for this and don't even know it. The hard part's well, over. The, the background preparation is up to five years and it's now pretty standard mm -hmm. five years. So five years, meaning if you want to take whatever, let's call it a parent, all your parents' assets, a house, a car, whatever, okay, a bank account, property, and you want to put it in your name or somewhere else. If Medicare finds out, and they always do, they will disqualify the person from Medicaid. It has to be done after five years. However, there is a way around it, and the way around it, I am not a lawyer, so please ask an elder care attorney or a lawyer who knows. Mm -hmm. There is a way around it through prepaid burials. And if mm -hmm. you are not within that five-year period, you may still qualify and often do qualify if you have a prepaid burial program in place. Really? Why does that yes. make a difference? I don't I don't know but I know when I found that out and it's it's complicated it's too complicated for me because there's all the legal facets involved sure. but uh, an elder law attorney and by the way I put a list in there for the elder law attorneys how you can contact someone close to you the elder law attorneys that bear that name elder law attorney they go through rigorous training to become an elder law attorney so any question you have about anything an elder law attorney should be able to answer for you. So that's a question that I would pose to them because there is a way to qualify if you have a prepaid burial. Amazing. Amazing. And, and, the, and the Medicaid and the Medicaid um, 
waiver program, there are multiple waiver programs now. When I was caring for my, my mom, there were not as many. The waiver program, even though with my mother, for example, it was called the Medicaid waiver. It sounds similar, but it's not. What the waiver portion means is they extend the amount that you have the potential to earn. It's not as stringent. So you have a little bit more flexibility in terms of the lows and the highs of fitting in that niche. And almost everyone will fit into that niche. And when you qualify for the Medicaid waiver program, I can't even begin to tell you, and I'm not talking about the assisted living, I'm talking about the general um, Medicaid waiver, which in the book, wow. I tell you how to find it in your state, who to call and everything uh -huh. else to find out. And under that umbrella, you are entitled to many things that you don't even know you're entitled to. Okay, one of the biggest things for me was saving $165 a month on diapers and everything that goes with it, you know, the diaper pads and the things underneath and all those other things. And nobody told me about it. And it's a government program. And nobody told me about it. A stranger told me about it on the street and told me about it. And what was so interesting is seven years, I was paying $165 when I could have paid nothing. Wow. So that's what I'm saying. You need to be informed. You need to know what you're entitled to. And you need to be yeah, persistent. Yeah. And you need to not get no for an answer. If somebody tells you no, you ask for somebody else. Because trust me, everything that's listed in the book, you're entitled to. Or there is a Don't program take for no it. for an answer. <laughs> yeah. Now, I just got my Medicare or my wife for my wife because I'm not going to be on Medicare until next year. So I got 12 more months. I always wondered if it would if it would be broke by the time I reach 65. So my my wife who's on disability, uh, every year they send you know the changes in your Medicare and uh, Social Security and all that stuff. And I happen to notice that they're changing the rules for 2018, which shocked me because for years and years and years uh, you were limited in how much you could work if you were receiving Social Security. Uh, that they were going to tax you again, which was so unfair. And I always uh, thought that it was just criminal almost. And yet in 2018, they say you can work as much as you want and you won't be taxed on it. It won't affect your, um, or maybe I got it wrong. Maybe they'll still tax you, but it's not going, they're not going to take away your, your Medicare. They're not going to take it out because I think how it has been is you had a limit. Well, you can earn this much and anything over that, we're going to start deducting the money that we're giving you from Medicare. A real okay. disincentive to work, right? Right. You know and here's how, here's how it really works. Age 65 is the bottom rung of retirement. Now, as the younger generation gets older, it goes 65 66 67 i think it's up to 67 yeah. now it might even be more depending on how, how old you are at that age whatever you qualify for to re quote unquote retire on at that age you can earn whatever you want to earn mm. and you will not be penalized it's the penalties happen from age 62. So if someone is age 62, because that's the first rung that you're able to collect Medicare is, um, is so, you know, the, the Social Security, I'm sorry, yeah. the Social Security. Yeah. 
there. You know what I mean? Uh, the social security check. So if you choose to take an early opt-in at 62, between 62 and 60, let's say 65 or 66, whatever, you know, the bottom rung is, that time frame, you are being watched and you can only earn a certain amount of money during that time before you are not only taxed, because I think you're taxed regardless, just like if you had a regular job, but when you're penalized. And when you're penalized is they take away a certain amount of dollars for every dollar that you earn. So that's what that chunk of time is involved. Anything after when you qualify. Now, I'm assuming if your wife just qualified, if that's what you're saying, is that what you're saying? No, she's been on disability uh, for 20 okay. years. Okay, okay, okay. So nothing's going to She's 73 change. now, you know. Yeah. So nothing's going to change. It's going to stay, you know, she can, if she wanted to work or no, anything she doesn't like work. that. It doesn't work now anyway, but right. you know, I mm -hmm. always thought it was unfair. Right. But uh, you know, right. next year, these things are going to affect me now as a caregiver. Right. So if you are on the rung that you belong on when you retire, you know, whether it be 66, 67, whatever, uh -huh. you're okay. You can earn whatever you want. Here's another thing too. Anything you earn. Let's pretend that you were 60. Um, let's pretend you were 70. All right. And you were collecting Social Security. Let's just throw it out there. You're 70. And Everybody I'm in good qualifies health, right? at 70. Right. Yeah. And you're working. Good, good. And let's say you're working however you're working. And you're making mm, 60,000 <sighs> extra a year or 100,000 extra a year. You will pay your taxes, you will pay your Medicare, you know, your state and, you know, those taxes. Mm -hmm. But the difference is that extra earned income is applied toward your Social Security check. So your Social Security check should be larger. And when I say larger, I mean larger than the annual um right. cost of living increase so there's an it's a double-edged sword listen this time let's take another break and we will be right back so don't go away dave nasani the caregiver's caregiver has just released his sixth book entitled it's my life too reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no it was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first but just don't know how Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through, because he is one. And he now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his incredible caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first, before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child and caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no. We'll help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life, and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today, or buy one for your special caregiver. On sale everywhere, and at caregiverscaregiver.com. And we're back with Camille Superson and me, Dave Nassani. And we're just talking about how to save money, how to get free money, 
So in the last seven or eight minutes, Camille, what should we wrap up with? Oh, wow. Time time goes probably, fast, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. And I would say probably the biggest thing is be aware that there is so much available that you have no clue even exists out there. And even if you do know it might exist, you might not even know that you can qualify and get reimbursed or paid for or multiple options that you didn't even know yeah. you qualify yeah. for. And a bit, another big one, and we're talking thousands of dollars every year, is property taxes. I mean, that was something that nobody told me about that my parents qualify for. Uh, if they are in a certain, uh, there's certain qualifications that they mm. had to meet. And they, on their property taxes, they had an allowance of up to $1,200 a year. So mm. every year for, I can't even tell you how many years, we were overpaying $1,200 in taxes a year wow. that wow. my parents qualified for. And what was, my parents lived in Michigan. And what was nice about that is if you found out about it, and you qualify during the years that were missing, you can go retroactive, I believe it was four years, wow. and collect wow. your taxes. Just like another um, uh, real important thing, there are free opportunities for your license plates or discounts on your license mm -hmm. plates. I'm not talking about the disability plates or anything like that, yeah. but things of that nature as well, and and people just don't know. so. Don't ever believe what anyone tells you. And when I say anyone, yeah. I'm talking about the powers that be in our government. Yeah. Because yeah. trust me, when you see all that you have there that you can tap into, you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked as wow. I was, as I started to discover all these things when I was writing the book. Yeah, so don't give up hope. I, a lot of people just get so discouraged. They try this or they try that and it doesn't work. And they, ah, they just give up so easily. But don't give up because... At the very least, buy Camille's book and just go through it. Instead of being depressed, feeling sorry for yourself, start reading. You might discover something. <laughs> yeah, and and another thing, the book is in in uh, in the form that there's also tables and charts and everything that you can write into. So it's like a workbook too. So everything is all together in one spot, and the options. So the options that you have are just so unbelievable. So yeah. part of the problem with most people when they try to do this themselves is they get discouraged and fed up, you know, because they call one number, it's the wrong number. They call another number. Oh, you got to call this number. You know, by the time you're on the fourth number change, you, you're ready to throw in the towel, but you've done all that research for them. You've decided uh, through uh, experience and making mistakes yourself, who's the right person to call first and what you should say. And when they say this, no, you say, no, that's not correct. Here's, here's the correct thing. And not, and, uh, and like not you only said, a lot that, of these people but, are in shock. Yeah. And not only that, but when you, when you see the book, you'll see that when you make the telephone calls, you're going to know exactly what to ask for. Mm -hmm. So if they give you a song and dance and tell you, we don't have something like that, trust me, they have something very similar. It might be a word or two off, but there's something very similar there in every state that you live in. And, awesome. and people need to know that. Yeah. 
And the book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, uh, but it's also available on your website. And the bonus for doing that is you you send them immediately out. Oh no, you uh, it's a downloadable thing, right? Right. Uh, this, right. This special report that kind of take gives you uh, uh, some peace before the book actually comes in the mail. And gosh, I was reading through this thing, and it's just so much information. It's it's just designed to give you the answers to the questions that you're stressing out about. And for someone who is just at the very beginning or this, you know, they had no idea they were going to become a caregiver. All of a sudden their spouse had a stroke or, you know, doctor, you know, diagnosed them with cancer. And now they're in the hospital and, and you're just like clueless. This is so much help and you can, Get it in your hands immediately just by going to Camille's website and getting the book. Now, like I told you before, don't wait until something happens. <laughs> Do it right. now. And there's, and there's I, so many and there's so many resources that you don't even have to be a caregiver for. I mean, yeah, some of the like free food. And, yeah, free food, free, you know, the eyeglass. I mean, there's so many things that anyone can get. Yeah, you there's don't have no to reason why every household should not have this book and this report in their hands, whether you're a caregiver, whether you're not a caregiver, because I guarantee uh, people are eventually going to be touched by caregiving. It's just uh, inevitable. But mm -hmm. like you said, um, not everyone is uh, had their economy revived yet. They're still waiting. They say the definition of a, re of a recession is when your neighbor is out of work. The definition of a depression is when you're out of work. And there's a lot of people in this country who are going through their own little depression and recession. And so this will help you get through it. This could be the safety will, net that everyone is talking really about that we need. Yeah, the safety net, but also it gives you hope. It gives you hope that you're not alone and that there are answers. And people don't realize that they spend between 11 and 13 hours a month looking for information some of that information they don't oh. even know what they're looking for <clears throat> and that adds up when you add it up that's almost just shy of four 40-hour work weeks that yeah. an average caregiver spends looking for information and that doesn't mean they find it it means they're <laughs> looking and they don't even know half the time what they're looking for that is so true that is so true, is so true. i know i know well, well I know I can talk book. firsthand. Um, the only one I have is, you know, hang tough, hang tough. You're not alone. And all of us go through the same ritual in the beginning, no matter what your profession, no matter what your background or your age, we're all starting right at the same place. And I believe that in my heart because it doesn't matter what you think you know, I can tell you there's a whole heck of a lot you don't know and That's you right. need to know to survive. And and you've got to understand that there is a grief process. When people suffer loss, they go through grief, you know, whether your girlfriend just dumped you, you know, that there's there's anger, there's denial, there's bargaining, there's depression, but you've got to get to acceptance. In my case, it took my wife two years of hell on earth for both of us to get through to that acceptance. And uh, life was not pretty for me. And if you would have asked me, I would say, you know, it, it, if I didn't have faith in God, 
I would have had no hope. But that was where I was putting all my faith in. And it was well placed because after a couple of years, she finally reached acceptance and things started to come back. You know, she started to be her old self again. Our love was rekindled. You know, no more threats that I can't take this. I'm going to leave. And, you know, it's just I'm so grateful. But people need to hear that. You, uh, that would be a great message. For you mean, you mean in a couple of years, this could be getting better. And I know a couple of years is a long time, but it may not be a couple of years. It might only be six weeks or six months or one year or whatever. As long as people know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that it's going to get mm-hmm. better, that this mm-hmm. too will pass. Just don't give up. You know, suicides are, are so tragic because people get to a, pl- a place of depression where they just think that it's hopeless. There's no way out, you know, whether it's financial caused or medical caused or just, you know, there's a bully at school picking on you and and uh, you just don't want to feel this way anymore. But people need to understand that whatever you're going through, it's temporary. <laughs> there are seasons in life. And I'm just so glad that uh, that I didn't act on my depression when I was, uh, you know, in junior high and when I was going through some rough times, financial times, whatever. You know, I think of that movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, where Jimmy Stewart, uh, you know, the money was disappearing and he was going to and he was going to just throw throw his life off of the bridge. And an angel reminded him, hey, look at all the good things that you've done, you know, and life Mm -hmm. is better because you were born. He said, I wish I was never born. You know, you got to get rid of that that depression. And if you can't get rid of it, go to a doctor and get a antidepressant because it's not a drug that makes you groggy or, or high or anything. It's just reestablishing the chemical imbalance in your brain that has taken place for whatever reason. So I think, hope is so uh, important. You're right. Hope is, is everything. And what's really important, too, that I know you're mastering that tremendously is not only taking care of yourself, but also learning to socialize. Again, isolation is not the answer. I mean, I've been there, done that. And I don't know if you have, Dave, but (laughs) it was not a good place, not a good place at all. And caregivers at large, especially long-term caregivers, isolation seems to be your norm. And it is not the norm. It is a norm that's created by caregivers because people sometimes forget about you. And everything could be hunky-dory at the very beginning. And then they say, you're doing a good job and all this other jazz all the years. And then, you know, the phone calls might be once a month instead of once a week. And then once every six months and they forget about you. And it's really important you don't forget about you. And when I say you don't forget about you, that means do something social. I don't care if it's going to the show. I don't care if it's just walking into a gym and sitting down. Don't even exercise. But (laughs) be around people. Go to the grocery store. Walk around the mall. Do something. Call your friends. Because I'm going to tell you, some of them, many of them, don't know what to do. They don't know how to help you. And if you could help them help you, they're going to be thrilled. And it could be something as small as bringing you a meal. And to me, that was a huge ordeal when somebody would do that for me. Because I got very neglectful. And there would be days I wouldn't eat a normal full meal. You know, I would just get by because especially when I had two parents that were both bed bound. I mean, it's real easy for it to be Groundhog Day every day. You know, it was very easy. And so I'm sharing my experiences with you and saying, don't do that. Okay, don't do that. And I think Dave can say the same thing. Don't do that. 
you know, yeah. hear us. You gotta have you gotta have a Jerry Maguire moment. Let help me help you, you know. Exactly. I have this careful exactly. have this care formula and the C, the C in my care formula, C A R E is communicate with your friends. Don't isolate yourself. Caregivers exactly. need a life outside of themselves. The, I, the isolation is unbelievable. And I'm thinking about, think of everything that takes up time in your life that somebody that loves you or a neighbor or a friend or a church member can do for you. It could be something like taking out the garbage. It could be something like checking out all your electrical switches or changing out all the burned out bulbs that you just yeah. didn't have a chance to do. There is, and they want to help. They really yeah. want yeah. to help. And they I know, know around here, they don't know how, and you need to train them. <laughs> you just need to train them because they're, they'll be happy. And you'll be happy yeah. and you'll be happy. It's a win-win. You'll totally. both be happy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Camille. Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's your contact information? Uh, stressfreecaregiver.com. Stressfreecaregiver.com. And that's caregiver singular. And there you will find... Um, just like Dave said, every purchase of, of the book, you will receive the quick start guide right away. You'll get it immediately in your email. And then you can also get the um, all the different contacts for the respite care. And if you order more than two or more copies from the website, your shipping is free. So you don't pay awesome. for shipping. And, and that's like getting uh, at least, you know, it's, it's $4 per book to ship. Mm -hmm. So you can always buy one for yourself and one for a gift or one for a Valentine's present or a Mother's Day gift because you will come back because when you see awesome. how much you can save, yeah, you'll want somebody else. And, and like Dave said, too, it's also available on Amazon. And so that's how you contact me. Well, great. Well, I, thank you again for coming on the show and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Just a reminder, caregiverscaregiver.com is how you get a hold of me. And while you're there, take our short quiz, Are You a Candidate for Burnout? And just for doing that, I'm going to send you my first book absolutely free, One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words, Overcoming Unbelievable Hardships. It's our story of how we got through. And so until next time, goodbye. Thank you for joining Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver radio show. Make sure you tune in every Wednesday at noon Pacific time and anytime afterwards on podcast to catch more of Dave and his tips to caregivers on avoiding burnout and surviving the grief process right here on the worldwide block talk radio network. Goodbye. <laughs>